Welcome to Sister Speak, The Walking Dead, where we discuss season three of the AMC series, The Walking Dead, from a sister's point of view. I'm Sister J. And I'm Sister K. And welcome to episode seven. Let's get started. Okay. All right. We are back for um, episode seven of The Walking Dead, titled When the Dead Come Knocking. Yep. And this was another awesome episode. Yeah, but woo-wee. Oh. Yeah. Merle got to go. He, yeah, we got... Merle needs to be gone. Merle needs to be he bit. He needs to be bit, <laughs> suffer. Stab something. Stab, mm-hmm. shot, okay. something. We open it up when Merle is interrogating our sweet little Glenn. Oh, I... Oh, man, I did not like this. I didn't like this at all. Uh, But you know what? I'm with Merle, though. Glenn held up a lot better than I thought he would. Yes, he did. He tough, so Glenn got something in his background. He got something in his background. What you bet we going to find out some backstory on him? Glenn, I don't know about anybody else, but Glenn has really gotten cute as Hell, he is. He always was cute, but he, he was, was more boyish. Boyish. But this season, honey, he's looking this good. So he's like, oh man, I'm like, oh, oh man, he is man, man. Glenn is sex, sex. But Merle is trying his best to get Glenn to, to talk, to get him to talk, and to say where their uh, group is located. And Glenn just ain't gonna have it. No. And when Merle gets real close to him at this one time. Call himself going to try to intimidate him. Glenn headbutts that fool. Wait a minute. Glenn ain't got no marks yet on him except where, where what you call it, has Couple. been hitting his face. Yeah. But he bloodies his nose. He bloodies Merle's nose. I was dying laughing. It looks like he re-breaks his nose. He breaks his nose. But, and it bleeds and bleeds. But Glenn just butted him and just kept looking. Well, Merle's asking him. You can't tell me where my bro- or that my brother's alive and not tell me where and not he's tell at. me where. Yeah, I where know. is he? And I, I'd really like to say something to the sheriff Rick and T Dog who left me up there to rot. And so Glenn's telling him we came back for you. All of us did. Yeah, all of us did. And he's like, Oh, really? Huh? Even T Dog who dropped the key and left me up there. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Well, T Dog didn't make it. He's like, Oh, mm, really? And mm-hmm. all that time I was thinking, you mother sucker. You oh. mother sucker. Meanwhile, Maggie's in that side room listening listen to everything. Well, she's in the room next door. Right. And it looks like it's a barn type building anyway. Yeah. So, you know, she can hear everything. So she's getting scared her and scared her for him. But when um, Glenn headbutts Merle, of course, that's Merle's license to start whooping on Glenn. Yeah. And I was like, oh, how many times can you get hit before you die? I mean, to me... Yeah. One punch, and I probably would be out. Yeah. I'm sure. Because I thought people could take these punches and wake I and, know. And stand up and still go. Well, but I'm I mean, out. that many punches in your head, though, you do go unconscious. I would think. Mm-hmm. I After think. a while. Mm-hmm. Because he was... He was really beating the shit out of Glenn. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then do we want to go on to... Um, do we want to just go through all the... Woodbury stuff together or no? Okay, so no. then back of the prison, we're back where we left off. Where Michonne and Rick are looking at each other through the fence, mm-hmm. and and I'm yelling, "Well, damn, help her!" Yeah, but Rick's just standing there looking at her. And before 
they can even really say anything. A walker that's next to her looks smells at her. Smells her. He yeah. smells that wound. See, that wound's bleeding. Right. He's looking at her and like, oh, shit. This, this is some no zombie. <laughs> she's dinner. So she's got to back up and try to fight. Of course, she's kind of weak. Mm-hmm. She's limping and shit. So she kills one or two of them. But then she kind of passes out. Yeah. And, and Carl's yelling to his dad, should we help her? Yeah. And I'm thinking, well, yeah. yeah. Shit. So Carl starts uh, shooting him in the head. Yeah. But now Rick did run to the gate. He did. Open he the did gate. to open up the gate. And so him and Carl took out the zombies that were close. Mm-hmm. And Herschel's saying, is she bit? Is she bit? And he said, no, she's been he shot. He checks her. And mm-hmm. so they bring her in and Carl runs and gets the bag full of formula the yeah, basket full little of formula, basket which i thought was good yeah so they bring her into the jail in the outside area of their cell mm-hmm. and he's trying to ask and they pour water on him, trying to ask her who she is and how did she get there and you know of course she's not saying that and she's trying to reach for her sword of course rick knows how to kick it out the way right. and keep he her says, away hey, from it you don't need this yeah and then that's when Daryl comes and says, come on, y'all, y'all got to see this. Which I'm thinking, look, I think I'd rather question this person that just Well, but Daryl, you know, he don't want to, he wants them to be surprised. He don't want to tell them, ooh, I found Carol. He wants them to get the, the surprise like he did. So, so Rick says to her, well, you know, you're going to have to stay here. You're not, he already told the other ones, we're not letting her in the cell with us. So... He, he locks says, her. We can help you. Right. We can get you, um, help you with your wound, but you need to tell us who you are and how you right. know how to get here. So they lock her in there and, and leave her there so they can go into the cell block C so they can see. And that was so cute when Rick finally uh, got all the way around the corner and he sees Carol sitting yeah. on that bunk. That was so now, cute. to me, they seem to hug a little too long. I don't think so. And he was a little too overcome. I don't think so. But I, that was just me at first. I, I like, think that's just you. Having a tad because, too long. Well, because they had just lost Lori T. Dog, and they thought her. Yeah, yeah, and they thought her. So hey, he was yeah. really happy. The part of it I did think was really touching was I when know. she turned around and hugged Herschel, and then saw the baby, and then saw the baby. And she was so happy for a minute, and then she turned around and looked at at uh, Rick. Rick. Yeah. And saw his face and knew she didn't make she it. Didn't make it and started kind of crying. So that kind of was, that was sad to me. Yeah, yeah, I like that. And of that course, again, they did all that without them talking, mm-hmm. which I thought was really, really and, good. But now Daryl did say that she must have passed out uh, and and you know got dehydrated and everything, and she so you know, yeah. That was really a touching scene, that though. Was. And and then then the camera shows uh, Michonne, and she's watching them, you yeah. know, from that other little cell that yeah. they locked her in. So she knows, okay, they all like real close, and you know, close and everything. Yeah, and I think that kind of helped her. I think it did because realize then that- when they go in and 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 uh, you know clean the wound or or. To question her and, and tell her, look, we can treat your wound and stuff. That's when she finally tells them about Glenn and Maggie. Yeah. So they come in and they say that, you know, Herschel can fix her up. And he says, how did you, you know, know that this was here? 
Mm-hmm. And how did you get this baby stuff, baby food? And she said, well, it was dropped by an, an Asian guy and a pretty girl. A pretty girl. Were taken. And he's like, taken by who? And she says the same fool that shot me. Because she mm-hmm. don't know that's all correlated. Yeah, she don't I know guess. it's Merle. She don't know Merle's well, name. She does know it's oh. Merle. But she doesn't know, I don't think, that those... Well, you know what? She does know because Andrea's told her about all those people. Well, that's true. But she doesn't say it. Mm-hmm. She doesn't say the name. Probably that's true. Purpose. Andrea has told her so about it. She knows all about Rick and all about those people because they've been together for eight months. And mm-hmm. Andrea says, I've told you everything about me. So she had to know who that was. Yeah. You know? But, um... She tells him about that. She tells him about being taken, that they're in this town where there's this crazy governor who's keeping people kind of hot, not really hostile, but kind of keeping people um, Jim Jones-like in Yeah, thrall. that's what she said. She said, what she said, what she says is run by this guy, calls herself the governor. Pretty boy, charming, Jim Jones type. <laughs> that, that tells you all you need to know. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Rick's trying to tell her, well, that pretty girl, that's his daughter. And he's yeah. pointing to the doctor. And so, you know. And she, he, he asked her again, well, how'd you know where we were about the prison? And she's like, well, they mentioned a prison when they, before they were taken. So mm-hmm. that's where she knew where to go. So. So back at the Woodbury. Mm. Merle's done beat the shit out of Glenn Glenn. Oh, man. He is bloody, bloody, bloody. He is jacked up. But he's still defiant, though, and he's he's trying to tell uh, Merle, my friends are coming with me. For me, yeah. They're going to be looking for me. They're going to be here. And, And he says, Rick, Shane, Dale, Jim, Andrea... That's when Merle says, oh, yeah, is that right, huh? Because, see, he don't know Andrea's there. Right. So, right. therefore, he ain't believing nothing that Glenn's saying now. No. See? No. He knows Glenn lying now. Mm-hmm. He I knows thought, damn. Knows. Damn. I know. I mm. know. It was, I was just so pissed at Merle this whole time. I know. Time. I know. But, you know, that's just the way it goes. Yeah. And then, of course... Back at the prison. Well, during this time, too, um, Milton goes to the governor and tells him it's, it's going to be time for his experiment and he's going to need some help that night. And that's when the governor's asking Aunt, uh, Andrea for her, her help. Because he's telling, because uh, Milton's telling the, uh, uh, the governor, Mr. Coleman's ready. Yeah. And so the governor doesn't tell Andrea any anything about it. He just says, okay. Come on, because I need your help. And so, of course, she's going to follow his ass because, you know. Oh, Lord, yeah. nursing. So then back in the prison, Herschel, you know, sews up Michonne's leg. Mm-hmm. And everybody in the other room is talking about whether they all volunteer to go even best. It's like, well, I'll go because, of course, that's her sister. She wants to make well, sure. Well, first they're trying to decide whether they're going to go. And Carol's the one that says, look. This is Glenn and Maggie we talking about. Why are we even discussing it? Mm-hmm. You know, so Rick, Daryl, and Oscar, they decide they're going to go and, and rescue Glenn and Maggie, of course, with Michonne. So they're loading up the car. Yeah. They, and, and Carl, um, 
It's going to stay there, of course, with Herschel, Beth, and uh, Carol. And I like this because, well, I like this for two things. Michonne is telling him, well, wasn't this prison overrun? Yeah. And you guys, all y'all just cleared this out by yourselves? Mm-hmm. And Beth says, well, there were more of us then. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was sad. I, it is. And then Michonne, I like her reaction. and like Because that's what everybody keeps saying. Just these few people have mm-hmm. done this because they've been out on the road all this time, so they've learned how to yep. be really good at killing. But, but just these like walkers. Michonne, just yep. like Michonne, just like Michonne, she's a killer machine. So um, then, you know, when they're packing up the car, Daryl tells Carl, "I'll, you know, I'll keep an eye on your dad for you. Yeah. Don't worry about that. I'll keep an eye." On I that. thought that was cute. That was cute. That was real nice. And then Rick takes Carl to the side. Which I I'm like thinking, this scene. finally. You need to talk to your son. Yeah. You know, he takes Carl to the side and he tells him that he's sorry for what he had to go through and with what the mother, what he had to do for the mother. Right. And Carl's trying to kind of dismiss it and say, well, you know, I had to do what I had to do. And Rick tells him, you know, if something happens out there, you know, make sure you take care of your sister and everybody else. Mm-hmm. And Carl's like, I, I will. And I like this when Rick says, I know you will. I know. Like, he's giving him confidence. Yeah. You know? And then that's when Carl says, you know, you, you remember my third grade teacher, Miss no, whatever. No, he says, well, Daryl, we've been calling her the little ass kicker. <laughs> we need to find a name for yeah. this baby. He said, well, let's name her after my third grade teacher. Her first name was Judith. I don't like that. Well, it's old timey, so... First of all, why the third grade teacher? Is that the last teacher because, he had? No, I think it's he was trying to say that's his favorite teacher. So he wanted to name her the name of his favorite teacher. I guess. Mm-hmm. That's the way I took it. And But I did like Rick saying, hey, that's a good idea. Let's do that. Mm-hmm. And let him make that choice. Exactly. So you know? that that's what that whole scene was was supposed to be yeah, showing. That's you know. true. Mm-hmm. So then, of course, they get in the car and they leave. Rick, Daryl, Oscar, and Michonne. Mm-hmm. And so they gone. That's a good team. To right Woodbury. There. Ain't it the truth? Now, back in, back in Woodbury... Then we go to the Milton's lab, and we see what he's trying to do. This stupid fool. Milton is stupid. But anyway. Well, but he's only doing it because the governor, you know, the governor is really the one behind all this stuff. That's true. That's true. But he thinks that, he thinks that, um, well, if he can, if he can get them, uh, if he can, get the memories of a man who was dying of cancer if he can stimulate his memories and and so after he reanimates so he can get a response from him now then he's assuming that even after he dies and reanimates as a walker that he can use that same stimuli to get the same response to show that uh, some part of his being some part of his consciousness, human consciousness, right, is still there. And Andrew is trying to tell him, no, that no, when they die and they come back, they're monsters. There's nothing yeah. there. Yeah, there's nothing there. So, but at least I was in there thinking, okay, but at least they're halfway prepared because he demonstrates the experiment, and the man, of course, raises his hands appropriately at the appropriate prompts. And so then, after that, once the little man kind of falls into a little sleep sleep stupor like 
um, then they they tie his, his. No, he died. No, he wasn't dead yes, yet. Yes, he died. He died. Oh, I he, didn't think he died yet. Yeah, he died because that's the point. He says after he dies, he but he said expires. Oh, he said okay. after he dies, basically we'll restrain him. Yeah, I'll ask him the same questions to see if part of his conscious mind remains. And that's when Andrea said, well, no, it's not gonna. He's a monster. Yeah. Have you never had, have you never seen this before? Someone so, changed? So evidently. He says, no. The- She's like, well, where were you when this all started? He says, well, I telecommute, basically work from home. And he's, mm-hmm. he lived alone. So he hasn't seen anybody. He hasn't had to kill anybody, apparently. Yeah. And so Andrea says, and so she's trying to ask that question when all of a sudden, they look down and he's stopped breathing and he's died. Yeah. So they restrain his, his wrists yeah. and his legs, his ankles. Yep. So after uh, several minutes, then, of course, he, he reanimates and he's a walker now. Did you see him gnashing his teeth? Yeah. He I was, was cracking up. He wasn't as nasty looking, no. though. But that's because but, he was laying on that bed. Yeah. He hadn't so, been outside and stuff. This is just so stupid, though, because Milton... Yeah, it was done. reading the questions and playing the music and doing the gong thing. Mm-hmm. And he's trying. And, the, and, of course, Mr. Coleman's a zombie now. He's not really answering anything. Uh-uh. He's just, you know, coming to life as a zombie. Right. And he's gripping the bed. He's talking about, see, Ooh, he did look something. at the response. That's stupid. And he's like, well, I want to do it without the restraint. She's like, as soon as he does, he's going to try to bite you. He's going to lunge at you. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. He let his arm go. Of course, Mr. Coleman snatches him up real quick. He, well, he lunges toward him. Andrea, Andrea without a hesitation, poked him in the brain. Gown. Gown. He looked like he was pissed. Uh-huh. He was. Because it's experiment over. And scared. Over. And scared, He though. was scared, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that so, was that was pretty good scene for Andrea. At least she was good for something. Shit. Besides screwing the governor. I guess. You know. So, back at the... Back at the... Torturing of, of Glenn. Oh, my goodness. Fucking Merle. Glenn is refusing to still reveal. Well, Merle girl. brings a walker, walker in on, the room. In the room and says, this is your last chance. Where is my brother? And Glenn don't say nothing. He says, oh, so I want you to see what it felt like to be left. Yep. Like I was left. Oh, this And he lets the walker awful. go. And I was like, no, not Glenn. Do it. But honey, child. Oh. Glenn took care okay. of business. Glenn got some shit in his background that we don't know about yet. No, he's a scrambler. Well, but uh, uh, hey, I'm thinking the triads or something, you know? No, because Jay. hey, he was too good with this. I mean, Sister Jay, there is nothing in this show that makes you think that mm-hmm. he was always the one they called on because he was quick on his feet. True. He knew how to escape situations. And he's smart. And he's smart. And he always knew how to weasel his way through. Oh, but he was too good in this. Oh, he was. This, I felt so bad. Oh, I, like, I felt so no! bad. But I kept thinking, oh, what if he falls and it breaks the chair? But they made this chair look sturdy. Jack. I know it. Just like it probably really would be. Uh-huh. But he was smart. He let himself get between like objects he was trying to push into the walker uh-huh. to make him slow down but i because ooh. those walkers if you notice they're not that coordinated no because every time he knocked him down it, it'd take that walker a couple seconds to get back up because <laughs> he had to like scramble you know because that yeah. walker he's he just not too bright 
Well, I just felt bad because oh, I felt so bad. He is breathing hard. He's he. You can see he's really trying to escape, and he's just like like what a real person would die. Like, like but what do I do? What do I do? Yeah. What what's going on? What do I do? But he thought pretty quick. Broke that chair up. And then stabbed him with a piece of And if it wasn't for the fact that Merle, see, Merle had taped his arms all in. Yeah, he would have got chomped. He would have got built because the guy was biting on his forearm, but it's all full of tape. Oh, I love that scene. I know. He's He's shouting. He's like, ah, you motherfucker. Oh, yeah. You know. beat him. You know that's probably what he wanted to say. That was Oh, that was so intense. That was an excellent scene. was, oh, wait a minute. Okay. Can we pause for a minute? I have a little rant. Uh-oh. Go ahead. Because after that scene's over with nice Glenn, cool Glenn, we get a commercial for the Jack Reacher movie. Yeah. Okay. For any of y'all who have read the Jack Reacher series, it is an awesome series of books. Mm. And they decided to make a movie on one of the books called One Shot. Mm-hmm. And who did they cast as Jack Reacher? Don't even say yes, Sister J. Okay. Because Jack Reacher, the character, for those of y'all who don't know. See, I've never read it. It's a really good series of books. Okay. I've read all of them, except for the last two. Uh-huh. I haven't read those yet. But it's a good book, series of books. And Jack Reacher is supposed to be an ex-military um, police person who has left the military, the army, on honorably. And he doesn't want to be tied to anything because his whole life has been in the military. His dad was in it. So him and his brother always were moving around as a kid. Mm -hmm. He was in it for like 13, 15 years. So he moved around a lot. So he doesn't want to be tied. So now he's kind of like a vagabond that kind of walks around and gets into stuff. Kind of like the Incredible Hulk in the old days. He's supposed to be 6'5", 250, 300, well, 250 pounds, big, huge, towers over people not cute he's supposed to be handsome but not like in the classical sense mm-hmm. he's attractive but he's got a craggy face his nose has been broken multiple times he's got a scar on one cheek he's supposed to be good looking but not classically cute how come they're gonna put in <laughs> shrimpy ass tom fucking Cruise as jack <laughs> who isn't even five foot what ten inches tall now, there's nothing against people who are short. I'm short. And there's nothing against men who are short. Because I don't care if you're 5'3", you're still taller than me. <laughs> but for some character who's supposed to be six foot five, why in the hell would you cast Tom Short-Ass Motherfucking Cruise? And I like Tom Cruise. I like all the Mission Impossible movies, except mm-hmm. for maybe one. He's cute. And he's... In the traditional sense, very good looking. That also doesn't fit the character, but I'm just so annoyed. So that commercial pissed me off as I'm in the middle of watching The Walking Dead. Because I love the book series so much. And now I really feel like I'm not going to watch the movie. I'm not spending money on it. I'll see it when it comes on TV for free. But I'm not spending my money on it and, and giving money towards their stupid and poor casting choice. That's mm. my rant of the day on okay. the Reacher movie. Sorry, y'all, but I just had to well, let that hey, out. I can't speak to it because I've never read none of the books, so I don't know nothing oh, about none of them. It is a very good book series, mm. but even just reading one book, you will realize he is not the one to play that part. There is a ton of people they could have had in that part. Yeah. A ton of people. Mm. Anywho, sorry. 
Back to uh, okay. The Walking Dead. <laughs> Where let, were we? Let me, if any of y'all have read those books, let me know what you think about it. Maybe I'm just totally off and, you know, not with it, but I really am annoyed by that whole thing. But anyway, back mm-hmm. to The Walking Dead. Okay, so back to The Walking Dead. You know, Glenn and the, uh, not Glenn, Merle is discussing with the governor that Glenn is just not willing to cooperate. He, he's, he's still not giving up anything or nothing. And, and that Martinez guy, he's talking about, well, dang, he, he dispatched that uh, 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 walker pretty, pretty quick and pretty neat. So then the governor says, well, I'm going to go and I will be uh, uh, talking to Maggie. I'll be interrogating her. Yes. So he goes. Well, I knew that was a bad idea. Right. So he goes in. First thing he does is he cuts Maggie's bonds. And first thing I thought was, oh, he going to try to play good cop, huh? Yeah. So he cuts her bonds and he's, you know, asking her that, uh, you know, where her group is located because he can, you know, he can return her and Glenn to the group. Or he says, I'll just go bring and tell, tell them where you're at and bring them here and, you know, they can they can come and get you. Yeah. And, of course, Maggie is going to refuse, you know. So. She don't really say nothing. She doesn't say nothing. She don't really say nothing. And, and uh, So he says, stand up. Yep. And, and she, she says. She refuses. Yeah. She's, and she just sits there. Mm-hmm. And he says, stand up. Stand up now. So she gets up. Mm-hmm. And he said, take off your shirt. I said then. I was like, this. Lord. Crazy. This ain't going well. This ain't going <laughs> But I have some I have some insight from people that read the graphic novels and stuff on this. But anyway, and he makes her take off her shirt and then she takes off her bra and then he walks slowly behind her. Take wait, he takes off his gun belt. Yeah, which well, I was like, oh, well, snap. but he had to because first of all, she has survived and stuff, so she could get the gun. That's yeah. the reason I thought he took it off. True. Because, I mean... No, the, I thought he was taking off his pants. No, but he didn't. He didn't. But he walks behind her, and he throws her her, her torso... and Pushes her down the table. Yeah, on the table, like he's going to rape her or something. And she tells him, look, do what you got to do. He says, so now you're going to tell me? And she's like, do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. So he just makes her stay there... Right, for For intimidation purposes. Yeah. And then he gets up. Now, this guy who reads the graphic novels, he told me that... In the, the real don't tell, story. Don't tell any spoilers. No, no, no. Is no. it a spoiler? No, it's not a spoiler. Okay, good. Because we discussed why they did this scene like they did. He said in the graphic novels, the governor really does rape the person, but it's not Maggie, it's Michonne. That's, so that's why they changed that scene. Hmm. We discussed that, yeah. There was no way they were going to have that scene in this show. Because he says what really happened is that's what happened. It was Michonne being interrogated in there, and he actually did rape her. And he says, and actually in the graphic novel, it was in a, a rather brutal way. But she gets back at him, and, and that's all I'll say. But anyway, so I found that interesting that they played the scene like this way. And, you know, it's on AMC, so they pretty much had to. They wasn't going to do that. They wasn't going to show well, him raping Michelle. Hopefully that's not a spoiler of things to come. It's if not. If they get back. Well, you don't know. Oh. You haven't seen the rest of the season. Oh, please. Trust me. This is AMC. They're not going to have this white governor raping the black Michonne. Ain't going to happen. Well, It ain't going to happen. No. 
That'd be the first thing everybody's going to say is, ooh, racist, racist. That's like the slavery days and massa and stuff. They're not going to oh, go there. Oh, Sister Jay, no. come on. Like I told you, oh, hey, we've already, the people, uh, the, some people, some of my colleagues who, uh, who are Caucasian, by the way, we've already talked about it. And trust me, that I'm, I know that's their thinking. I know that's their well, thinking. I'm glad and that's what they thought, too. Yeah, I'm glad they didn't have right. an actual rape happen. Exactly. The show is violent enough, and so it we is. really didn't need to see anything. But else. he's leading Glenn to I- believe that that's what happened. We got the idea of mm-hmm. what he was trying to make her feel like was going to happen. Right. So, yeah, that was... I'm just glad he didn't beat on her ass. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Back to our group that are coming to rescue Rick Darrell, Michonne, and Oscar. Mm -hmm. They drive to a spot um, on the highway and stop. And Michonne tells them it's better to go on foot because there's, you know, sentries out there. Right. They have patrols, she said. Mm -hmm. So um, as they're walking, Rick thanks Darrell for helping out with the group and the baby while he was, you know, working things out, as he said. (laughs) While he was going crazy. He was off. (laughs) And they get... They come across all these walkers and kind of get overrun. They really can't kill them fast enough. They really can't. Because they definitely don't want to use guns to make noise. Mm -hmm. And there's only four of them, and there's a ton of walkers. Where are these damn walkers coming from? They everywhere, though. Damn. They everywhere. And they're attracted Mm. by noise, so all the noise they were making, you know, around the town probably attracts them. Yeah. So, um, so they run and they end up finding a small little shack type house right. that they run into for shelter and they kind of bar the door and all the zombies come up and of course are banging on the door. But when they get in there, they're all saying, Oh Lord, the smell is awful. Did you see that dog? It was a dead dog. It was a dead dog. Yeah. But it looked like he had turned into a zombie because you see the snarl on his teeth. Yeah, that's a good point. That's Maybe. why Daryl said, oh, I guess Lassie did go home or something like that. He said something funny like that. And I thought, oh, So shit. I don't know if that would have been a zombie snarl or just, you know. I don't know. When he died, his lips curled. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know. So they they find the dead dog. But then there's also a lump over in the corner. And they're looking at it like, oh, shit. And it turns out to be a man. He is a crazy, a fool. crazy with a shotgun, and loud as off hell man with a shotgun. He's got a shotgun pointing at Rick, screaming and hollering, telling him to get out of his house. And he's Rick's trying to say, "Look, we can't right now. There's zombies out there. There are walkers out there." You know, they never say zombies. They always say walkers, walkers. or biters. Biters. Yep. Um, anyway, there's walkers out there. We can't leave. And the guy's like, "Well, I'm going to call the cops." So that's when you know he's fucking crazy. And Rick says, I am a cop. cop. He's like, well, show me your badge. He's like, okay, let me get it. I'm going to put my hand in my pocket. And, of course, Rick tries to wrestle the gun from the guy. He shoots the gun, which barely misses Daryl. Yeah. Thank goodness it did. And And he's screaming and hollering. He's screaming and hollering. And they're trying to say, you need to shut him up. Well, Michelle's telling him, shut him up. And she keeps looking at the door because the door is, you know, the, they're banging even more now and mm-hmm. getting frenzied. So um, then Rick's got the guy in like a little chokehold, but I think the guy bites him or mm. tries to bite him. And so Rick lets go. The guy runs towards the door to get out. 
And they're saying, don't let him out. And of course, Michonne ain't going to let him out. She stabs the dude. In the neck. No, it's his chest. It was like his upper oh, chest. I thought it was in the neck. Stabs the dude. And then just sits there looking at everybody like, what? Y'all couldn't take care of this yeah. shit? Yeah. <laughs> and they all looking at her like, oh. Uh, yeah. We didn't know you had it in you. I kind of like that scene. And so, um, I thought this was smart. They decided to throw that man's body out there. Out the front door. Out the front door so the walkers will be distracted while they leave out the back. I, I thought that was pretty smart, That too. was pretty smart. Mm-hmm. So, they get away, thank goodness. But I'm thinking, wouldn't someone have heard that gunshot, that shotgun? And you mean people, people? Like the people they're trying to, like uh, the Woodbury people. Not necessarily, because she said they were one or two miles away. Yeah, so hopefully not. You know, so. But that was pretty smart, I thought. Yeah. yeah. And they are chomping up that dude. Chomping, chomping. While, while the... The team gets away, so. Mm, mm, mm. So, um, oh, back myself. at Woodbury, Merle Martinez, I think is his name. Yes. And the governor go into the room with Glenn, and they've got Maggie. Yep. Naked, half naked Maggie, and Glenn, of course, still has his piece of wood, and he's he's about to ready to hold it and get somebody. Mm-hmm. And Merle says, "Huh, uh." And so the governor. Has a gun on Maggie, so Glenn stops, and he's... Well, she's still topless, too. Right. That's what I said. Half so. naked, so, of course, Glenn is really kind of upset now. Mm-hmm. He's wondering what the hell they did to her. And so the governor says, look, this is it. No more messing around. You tell me where your group is. And instead of just pointing the gun at Maggie, because right. he knows Glenn is tough, mm-hmm. he points it at Glenn... And, of course, Maggie fucking caves. And says, the prison. They're at the prison. Mm-hmm. And there's ten of us. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, damn, Maggie, couldn't you have lied and said, look, we went, we circled back, went back to the farm and sent them to the farm. No, she wasn't going to do that. But she didn't. She told them the freaking truth. Mm-hmm. I was a little upset. And you can see Glenn's face. He's like, shit. She told him. Mm-hmm. After going through all that. So then the governor, of course, has to get his little digs in again. So he mm-hmm. starts trying to hug on Maggie a little bit. Right. And comfort her. And, of course, she's trying to pull away. Mm-hmm. But uh, he finally lets her and Glenn, you know, stay together in the room. Yeah. And they leave. And he tells Merle. But and- that's because he, he goes back to his little apartment. And he's mad. Because he's telling Merle, how come these people did what you said could not be done? And that is survive and clean out right. the uh, prison or you know any place yeah, so I, they could survive. Because he could see how well fed and nourished Glenn and Maggie are. I, I mean, they're yes. not emaciated and stuff. No, 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 no. Oh, no. He pissed. He's real mad. Well, I didn't get how pissed he was about that because... I mean, when he kept saying to Merle, they did what you said couldn't be done. But he, he well, which was survive. Right. I but guess. he made a point saying this group with your brother at its core. Yeah. Yeah. So did what you said couldn't be done. Wonder where your loyalty exactly. So basically, he's trying to say it's yeah. me or your brother. Yeah. Well, Merle ain't stupid, as we found out with Gargiulio. He's, <laughs> I'm hoping that Merle's just saying that to say it because he knows if he don't the 
Gov will do to him what he did to Gargiulio. Let's hope so. But when it comes down to it, Merle better pick his fucking brother. He better, but you don't never know you about don't Merle. Never know. Though. Yep, you mm. don't never know. So the governor sends Merle, both Merle and Martinez, out to scout for the prison. Yep. To scope out the prison. And but meantime, while that's going on with the governor, then Rick and, and Michonne and, and the rest of them, they've arrived at the perimeter yep. of Woodbury. See, and of course it's nighttime now, so you know, nobody knows. And yeah, they're just looking up at the perimeter and, um, you know, they kind of switch back to the governor in his room. Well, because Andrea comes in. Yeah, because Andrea comes back and he's like, oh, you, you know, you came back. And she's like, well, I said I was coming back. Mm-hmm. And he says, well, how did the experiment go? Did Milton find what he was looking for? And she, and she just nope. says, no, he didn't. And of which he didn't. No, he didn't. Mm-mm. And so then she kind of looks like she's a little upset and goes and hugs the governor. And he Well, see, he consoles yeah, her. Yeah, you can see in his face, he's like, fuck. Mm-hmm. The experiment didn't work, which means I can't cure my daughter. Or, exactly. You know, get my daughter to be a daughter again. Right. And then he's looking evil because you know he's thinking about the rest of them. He's like, and that's the one thing we didn't talk about either. He said to Merle, what if their people are coming for them right now? Mm-hmm. What, if, what if that happens? Go mm-hmm. and scout that prison out. So I'm thinking, well, shit, all the fighting people are gone. Yep. What if the scouts get past them and they end up going to the prison? Yep. That means Carl... Beth, Hopalong, Herschel, Herschel. <laughs> and Amy. No, there are I mean, no uh, Amy. Um, Carl. And Carol. Yeah. Got to help yeah. defend with these people. Yeah, which, they you do. Know, that ain't going to happen. So. Yeah, they do. Woo. So the whole episode ends with them looking in at the, at the, uh, at the edge of Woodbury. Yeah. And I'm thinking, ooh, the next episode's gonna be it's a gonna battle. Be but every episode ends with a with a a question mark or or a cliffhanger like that. Like, ooh, what's gonna happen now? You know, every single episode. It does. It does. It really does. I mean, this is this has been some really good writing, in my opinion. I'm excited though because I want to see what happens. With Michonne and, and these, I mean, I want to see them fight together. Yeah. I mean, that house scene, they didn't really, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just like that they're all together with Michonne and I want to see this battle. Yeah. I really want to see it. Especially when brother come to brother. Yeah. And they better not. When Daryl realizes that that's Merle. Well, I mean, to give the benefit of the doubt... What else was Merle going to do and where was he going to go? Well, the bottom true. line is, though, why would he take all them back? I would have said, you take me back to where you came from. I wouldn't have thought immediately to take them back to Woodbury. She was upset. Merle. Oh, you mean Merle. Merle. Okay. Yeah. So, but I guess he just wanted to get keep good in with the governor. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, well, um, let's get on to our feedback because we did have some feedback for this episode. Okay. Um, I'll start with our iTunes. We had an, another iTunes review Okay, from North of Eden. Hey. It says, I like hearing the sisters dish about the latest episode of The Walking Dead, and I especially love their enthusiasm for Michonne. Very enjoyable and definitely worth downloading if you haven't already. Be warned, though, these girls earned their explicit tag and then some. <laughs> Five stars. Thank North you. North of Eden. Thank you, North of Eden, for that five-star review. Thank you. Yeah, uh, we, have to, we have to put explicit on our shit. Yeah, and you know what? I haven't really been cussing today as much. Uh, not as much. No. Mm. Fuckity fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> there we go. Oh, Lord. All right. Oh, okay, Lord. So our, um, our first email is from Manny. Hey, Manny. And he says, hey, hey, ladies, let me just start out by saying, Sister K, now I know you had a problem with Michonne coming to the prison and being rescued and then turning around saying she didn't need any help. Don't that sound like Andrea? <laughs> First of all, Uh-oh, you take, sh- a drink. take a drink. You showed up to the prison, all hurt and mangled, carrying a shopping basket like you just came from Publix or Kroger's full of stuff they need. <laughs> had it been me, I would have been like Rick. And thought of the Trojan horse story. She is lucky that Carl was the one who saved her ass. Because I would have thrown her right back outside. Oh, Lord, no. <laughs> I wouldn't have. And did you see the camera angle when she stood up when, Rich t- when Rick touched her leg? Who knew she had cakes like that? <laughs> she filled them stinky pants out. <laughs> and how about we finally get an unsolicited thank you from her when Herschel was sewing up her leg? Yep. I did like that part. Yep. When she, you know, she's begrudgingly saying thank, thank you. you. She's like, well, yeah. I didn't need your help. Mm-hmm. I was handling it just fine. That did sound a little bit like Andrew when she first got, when mm-hmm. they first got to Woodbury. <laughs> mm-hmm. But we know why Michonne does it. It's, right. It's like a defense thing that she does. It is. So, you know, I excuse Michonne for that. Me too. Because she's not as fucking annoying as Andrea. And ladies, wouldn't you know, or excuse me, wouldn't you think that somebody would have watched a Bruce Lee or Jackie Chan movie before the outbreak? You don't fuck with agents. That's what I'm talking about. That's awful. Oh no! Hey. Haven't you noticed the smaller the dick, the more the bigger the the more the bigger the balls? Mm. Now I meant that as a metaphor, but you can't take that. But you can take that however you want. <laughs> and I almost died when Merle told Glenn that he fed him to a walker. It would be hungry in an hour. Oh lord! You know what? I didn't mention that because I didn't want to bring it up. But he yeah. did say that. He did say that. But see, I didn't want to bring it up. But but, but hey, but. Merle is a redneck. He is. He is one of the racist fools that run around talking about everybody else. He says, I guess the being assimilated into the governor's group didn't cure his racism at all. No. Also, did you notice, ladies, how similar Glenn and Oscar were when a gun is pointed at both their heads? Yep. Yeah, they ain't. They ain't budging. begging for their lives. No, they're not begging at all. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. But I have a few questions that went unanswered. That are probably just food for thought. Okay. One, wouldn't Michonne know who Rick and his group are from being with Andrea? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we already said that. We all know how much she talks. And she said in the past that Michonne knows everything about her, yet she knows nothing about Michonne. Also, to follow logic, that logic, 
she would also know that Daryl and Merle are brothers. So why wouldn't she mention that? See, no. That's what I wanted to no. know. She would not mention that at all. I think she didn't on purpose because on she purpose. wants them to go in fighting for their people. Exactly. And not be worried about killing Merle. Exactly. I think that's why. Because, and, and, and first of all, okay, when she came to in that prison cell, she knew where she was when she lost consciousness, those walkers was almost on top of her. So obviously they saved her ass, you know? No. But, but oh, no, 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 no. The point is. She is not disclosing well, any information yeah. unless she has to. Well, see, that's what I was saying at first, is she knows who those people of are. Yep. And why she was still so tight-lipped about it, though, I don't know. Oh, I do. But, what? Because. She is, Michonne is not a trusting person. Well, we she know is that. not a trusting person. She just finished being with a person eight months. And what happened? The person, that person, that white girl, <laughs> chose the, the governor over her. Now, here you are in a prison cell, in the prison. Ain't no walkers in there. But and you got all these people around. Hell no, she ain't going to disclose everything she knows. That's just I, not a part of her anyway. I don't think she would disclose everything she knows. But no. she could have Made perfect said, sense to me. Hey, I know you because no. your old pal Andrea is in Woodbury. No. She didn't even say nothing about no. Andrea. And let me tell you why she didn't say that. It's because Andrea been telling her, I'm sure, for eight months. They left my ass. <laughs> they left my ass out in the woods. Oh, that's because they did. They did. They left her. They drove on off. They had to. Well, of course they had to. But the point is, Andrea's point of view is slanted. Yeah, that's what Michonne has been hearing for true. eight months or whatever. True. So of course she wouldn't tell them. That's true. She wouldn't tell them. Oh, you know what? Your old pal Andrea that you left. Defend for herself. Me and her have been buddies. Yeah, we've been buddies for eight months. Of then course she, she just wouldn't. She left me for, the, for some dick. Exactly. Mm. So, no, she would not tell them nothing. Because for all she knows, they left her on purpose. Because you don't know what Andrea told her. True. I thought okay. it made perfect sense. Number two. Who the fuck was this guy in the cabin? It made no sense whatsoever I to have some random dude living in the middle of the red zone. Yep. I think he must have won that contest to be in a walk-on role for a It day. could be. The dead dog was, however, a very good idea. <laughs> that is true. That was mm -hmm. random. It was random. But I guess they needed somebody to kill yep. to get out. You to know, get to, out. To motivate those walkers to not pay attention. Mm -hmm. Number three. Did I miss the part where Beth and Axel volunteered to go to Woodbury? What happened with that? As soon as they spoke up, I said... Now, little girl, you know you gon' die. And you too, white guy. Mm -hmm. They ain't gonna kill off Oscar this season, I don't think. Mm -mm. They killed off T-Dog and replaced him with another brother of same height and likeness. They gotta keep their bald brother quota for the rest of the season. Ain't that the truth? Hell, if I went there, it'd be like playing musical chairs for black folks. Mm -mm. Number, yeah, and... They did say they volunteered, but I was glad they were like, uh, y'all stay here. Right. They're the weakest ones to me. They're the weakest ones. Yeah. What can they do? Because Axel don't even know how to kill Walker. Hell no. Did you hear when Michonne was telling, number four, did you hear when Michonne was telling the group about Woodbury and she said, we can get into the town? We, 
If she knows who Rick's group is, is she doing this for Andrea? What's her motivation? I think her motivation is to get Andrea out. It's to get Andrea out. That's it. And to get back to the governor. And to try to kill the governor yeah. of Merle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very last point I want to make. I love how when they were in the woods and all the walkers came out of nowhere and Rick called for them to get into formation and Michonne had no idea what the hell they were talking about. Also, her referring to the governor as the Jim Jones type. Yeah, that was good. Overall, aside from the guy in the woods, I love this episode. And I just want to go on record in saying that, yes, I stood up for Andrea's logic, but I would never back her actions. Manny. Thank you, Manny, for Thank that you, email. Manny. Yeah, you know, one thing I didn't mention, and that is with the scene where Rick, uh, 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 Rick and his group encountered the walkers in the woods and, and, and Rick said information and they had to kill some of them. Did you see Michonne looking at Oscar? She was looking at him like, oh, well, he know how to he know how to handle a knife because he had a knife. Uh-uh, oh, yeah, it, it's funny. It's funny. I thought, uh-oh. I didn't notice that. Yeah, maybe she's going to hook up with Oscar later. No, why would she hook up with well, anybody? But hey, who no, knows? No, I hope they don't do I that. I hope not either, I but hey. I hope they don't. No. All because right. Because they're the two black people on the group. Of course. No, don't do that. Don't do it, Michonne. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Manny. Thank you, Manny. Okay, our next email is from Matt. Hey, Matt. He says, here's something to think about. If Michonne figured out that keeping walkers around acts as a repellent to other walkers finding you, then wouldn't that explain why Herschel's farm was never attacked until Shane killed that barn full of walkers? Yep. Matt. That is true. Uh, I don't think that's... I think what explains it is they had... You know, that's a good point. That. I like that. I like that because it does make sense. But I but also like better do- on the farm, they did not. They went out of their way not to produce any noise. Yeah, they really did. They didn't really go places. Right. A lot. And so the walkers just passed them by. You know, that fence way out like the pasture. Yeah. They would just pass them by, see, and well, go on. And one issue, too, is they had barbed wire and stuff. Yeah. Now, what happened, I think, if we go back and look at season two, mm-hmm. and like the last couple episodes when they showed the progression of the horde, what happened to make that horde, and that's what happened, is the horde broke through the fence. That's true. Because there were so many of them, because when they killed all those walkers in the barn they used guns yep and they were shooting for a good two to three minutes. oh yeah for a long so that time was a lot of fucking noise mm-hmm. so that horde turned around and there was a shitload of them and they broke through the fence normally that wouldn't have happened on the farm that's probably until true. rick and them came along because mm-hmm. they just had to go kill all them things that's a good point you know yeah that's a good point I don't think it was the barn because the barn was too far removed from the edge of the of uh, yeah. The barn. It was. It was. So I don't know. Hmm. That's a good theory. That's though, a good. But that's that is some food for thought. Food for thank you, Matt. Yeah, thank you, Matt. That, that that's a good question. All right, our next piece of feedback is actually a voicemail. Okay, so let's play that now. Okay. Hi, sisters. This is brother Ray. I hope all is well. I um, finally got caught up with The Walking Dead and um, had to give you guys a call. I know that you guys are taking a hiatus, and I hope that means that your holidays were um, 
exactly what you wanted. Can't see either one of you at the Black Friday sales, so you gotta let us know if you were even out there at the sales. Doubt it. Don't know you guys, <laughs> but I doubt it. Uh, getting back to The Walking Dead, I was back, well, probably three or four episodes, and I will say that the episode where T-Dog and Laurie died were wonderful. Ever since then, I think we've just been getting fillers. Uh, the episode where they got the phone call, oh, I was so excited for the episode. That was one of the worst, the next one was the worst episode I think I've ever seen. I got it, I understand. He was going crazy, he was sad, but I, I can't wait to hear what you ladies think about that episode where he was talking on the phone with Lori. I hated it. Don't know how you felt, but I hated it. Um... Just looking forward to the next episode, which is, I guess, the winter finale. I believe, and the reason I'm calling is because I think that, number one, Andrea is going to see something so horrible with the governor that she's going to side with Rick and Michonne. Curious to see what you think about that. Number two, I can't get a feel on Merle. I don't know if he's going to be with his brother, considering he hates Rick. Not sure about that. Uh, but that's going to be amazing. I do hope Michonne is, is, is important in the next scene and actually take out either the governor or Merle. I don't know if it's going to happen, but I, I'm looking forward to her, you know, pushing it. Um, I guess that's all I have to say. And uh, without a doubt, the finale for the winter, now i got to call back in and let you know what I feel about that. Uh, once again, hope your holidays were wonderful. Shout out to uh, Shalita. I'm afraid that you and your mom are doing well. And um, I guess that's it. Peace, my sister. Brother Ray. Thank you so much, Brother Ray. Thank you, Brother Ray. Uh, Woo! That yeah. was awesome. Voicemail. And yeah, I'd like to give a, a, a shout out to Shalita and her mom, too. And and hope all is well. Yeah, I hope and, we forgot to mention we hope everyone had a safe and right. happy Thanksgiving and we did as well. Yeah. It, um it was good. Yeah. And I was not at any of the Black Friday sales. I'm not trying to be out there and get trampled with by all these crazy ass people. Okay. <clears throat> this sister Jay and you know, I didn't even go out of my house till Sunday. <laughs> Because I wasn't about to be out there with all those crazy fools fighting and, 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 and grabbing and, 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 and jockeying for position to buy a thing. I mean, it's an inanimate object. There's nothing on this planet that I need bad enough to do that. Well, there are so, some no. Pretty good deals. There, I do but... not go to Black Friday sales, period. Never have. I, I won't. No. Okay. But as far as what's coming up on the um, on the mid-season finale, I don't think Merle's going to die. I really don't. You know, I don't know. I'm, I'm I don't think the of, governor's going to die either. I'm kind of wishy-washy on both because I really want Merle to have some kind of something. And I think the only way for him to really... For us to conclude his crazy ass reign is for him to die. Now it might be in in pursuit of helping his brother. Well, no, that's but, true, and that would be okay with me mm-hmm. because I really don't like this Merle that's come back. I mean, we already we only had Merle for what two episodes, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, in the whole uh, 
the whole series. First season, yeah. Yeah, and, and, he, and he was, he was not a likable. dick in that, and he's a dick now. Yeah. And I thought he'd be a little different, especially knowing his brother was safe. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be hurt if Merle died at all. I wouldn't. Yeah. Now, as far as, I think his other question was, um, what did we think about um, Michonne and being with Rick and them? <laughs> I love that part. Yeah, I think it's fine. I love yeah. that. And I really hope that they all survive. Well, and this battle that they're going to have. Yeah, I think they will. And uh, regarding your comment about you think Andrea's or Andrea's going to see something so horrible that she'll go back with Michonne and Rick or, or you know, side with them. I don't think so. No. I, I really don't think so. Hmm. No, she is just... Uh, I think she would if she saw something. Well, I don't know. She. I think if it comes down to this battle and she knows that it's Rick and them... She's not going to know. Well, see, that's the thing. No, she's not going to know. But if she knows that it's her old people... <laughs> I really feel like she'll think twice, but I don't know what side she's going to choose. Yeah. Because she's tired of running. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm through with her, so she she need to be bit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So writers, uh, write that in. She need to be bit and go on. She need to be, she needs something need to happen. Yeah, she needs something. You know? Okay. She's just the whole flavor of the week anyway, Mm -hmm. as we have seen. She don't know that, but still. So, but thank you, Brother Ray, for the voicemail yeah, that and was using very nice. our voicemail line. And I know a couple of our other listeners will be happy to hear your voice again. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. Well, that was all of the feedback we had for this episode. We want to thank all of y'all for sticking in with us during our little hiatus time. <laughs> the fall is always a hectic time, and the holidays is a hectic time of year. Yep. So we thank you for always being understanding when we are delayed with the podcast. Um, we will be back for um, this mid-season finale, and then after that, we'll be on a little break as well. And we hope that you all have great holidays we want to hear your feedback on our podcast as well as the show so far so you can send that to sisterspeak at gmail.com you can go to our website at sisterspeakpodcast.com our facebook page at facebook.com slash sisterspeakpodcast and we've had a lot of great feedback on our facebook page we love that we're both on Twitter at underscore Sister J and underscore Sister K and on Get Glue, which we'll be Get Gluing uh, later on on the new episode. Yep. So that's it for now. I'm Sister K. And I'm Sister J. See you next time. <laughs>